This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports and I'm sitting in front of my very good friend Rahul Puri but I'm sitting in front of him in Bombay and I'm depressed. You you can't be depressed Bombay you somewhere you've lived in Bombay all your life. Uh, so doesn't mean that I'm not depressed all the time. I'm just depressed all the time when I live over here. You've I've come back from Berlin, Rahul. I'm allowed to be depressed for a few days. Yes, you've been in Berlin for a week. It's okay. And look, it's sunny for you now. It stopped raining. Yeah, right. But the potholes still remain the same. Everything else remains the same. And we remain the same. So we are back on Just Sports. I will cover up my depression and I will be bright and cheerful. And Rahul and I are going to discuss the issues that are affecting sports this week. So what we're going to talk about is ISL and the general standard of sports broadcast in India and why are we so dependent on pretty young things to talk about sports. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Cup qualifiers and does really anybody give a damn about, you know, England versus Malta or Portugal versus Andorra. We're going to talk about Lewis Hamilton and is he the petulant child of Formula One or is he just a misunderstood champion? And the flat pitches that have become the norm in world cricket and why everybody is just, you know, batting, batting, batting. So yes, Rahul, uh, let's start with the ISL. You know, you and I have been watching the ISL and you and I have been talking about it of how the fact that you just because you're using a pretty young thing you know, and she knows nothing about sports, just makes the whole experience so shitty to watch football broadcast. Yeah, I think the ISL, for me, the biggest problem with the ISL is that it seems to just be a copy of the IPL in the sense that, you know, they're just taking over everything that they've done with the IPL that that they think made the IPL successful. They're just importing all of that over and just giving it a context of football, and they're trying to make it um, as successful. The problem I think that they've got that they don't understand is is that the Indian audience understands cricket, um, and football is a much harder sell when it comes to those things. And it's a newer sport for the Indian audience. Yeah. I mean, you need to explain it to them. And 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 you need to you need to you, there there is a level of education that is required. And plus, more importantly, I think that. Um, people like us that watch a lot of football, we are used to a certain kind of broadcast when it comes to football. You know, when you watch the Premiership or when you watch the Bundesliga or when you watch the World Liga, Cup, correct. yeah, well, when you watch World Cup qualifying, there is a certain um, format to the broadcast. And like, also, you know, my biggest problem, Rahul, not just with the format, is the fact that when you have these pretty young things out there, it shows that they don't know football. Absolutely, absolutely, it, it just shows. You know, I, I want to make it clear that we're not talking about. It's not anti-women. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's women not, here. Like you were like, mentioning. Like Issa, Issa Gua did a great job um, when she presented. And a lot record. of female broadcasters abroad do a very, great very job good. Too. I mean, you know, Kelly, Kelly Gallagher and uh, Kelly Daglish in, um, in, uh, in, in the UK, they, they know their sport. They know Over their here, It their shows football. that they don't know the sport. Absolutely. And the IPL did it with the Mandira Bedis and she got a lot of flack right at the beginning sure. until she understood the sport. But cricket is easier to understand. Football is a far more complex game. And also, it's a newer game. So yeah, yeah, and 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 it's it's quite frankly, it doesn't make for great TV because it makes you know, you've for got, shit TV. You've got like somebody really. who doesn't understand the game going up and asking, you know, 
um, you know, how do you like the weather? And you know, oh, what I've been here for ten days. Yeah. I love the food. And, and, and you what know, do you what do you eat, what do you eat here and stuff like that? But what you really want to ask, you know, the, the, these international stars that come and play ISL is is what is the quality of the Indian talent? You know, how do, how are you going to get to them and, and make them a better? That's what you want to hear from these guys. And I think what you're rightly saying, Rahul, is that I think ISL needs to create an identity. If it becomes another Me Too of the IPL, it's just going to lose the battle. Absolutely, and and you know we were talking about this last week when we were talking about what does ISL need to do and the answer is it needs to become more credible credible to who credible to sports fans credible to people that watch and know football that has to be the target market that the that the league has to aim at and it can't be the guys that you know are watching other things i mean it's got to be the sports fans yeah so they need to get that act together because right now the broadcast levels are really really you know, abysmal. Poor, very poor. So yes, uh, continuing with what is dismal and abysmal about football uh, are the World Cup qualifiers where I don't understand what is the significance of a game between England and Malta or, you know, Portugal versus Andorra. It's, it's just ridiculous. Why should the World Cup qualifiers go on for two years? The World Cup is in 2018, Raul. And they're playing qualifiers right now and the standard of football is just crap. Well, well I... I mean, I think that, you know, I don't mind that the qualifying goes on for, for two years. If it means something, England have not lost a competitive free, uh, qualifying game in either the European Championships or the World Cup since 2009. And everybody knows what happens to England when they get to a major tournament. They lose to Iceland. Absolutely. And that just goes to show you the standard of the opposition that they're playing. England, in qualifying for the European Championships this year, played 10 matches and won 10 matches. And then they get to the finals and they lose in the, in the knockout stages. But why can't they have a seeding system where the top eight or the top nine teams, you know, or the top 10 teams are automatically qualified for the World Cup because they will in any case qualify. And I, I, I don't even I don't even mean that they need to qualify. Or let the European champions get an automatic let qualification. Them, let them get into round two. I mean, it does happen. If you look at the way that the Champions League functions, there are a lot of people who, you know, have to work their way into the groups, right? There are the seeds who are already in the group. And just to make a small and point over here that, you know, the, the, the rings that you're hearing in the middle of phone calls and they're all Rahul's phone calls. Rahul is a busy man. I, so I'm a busy man. Yeah. He's a very busy but, man. But so continuing with yeah, this. So, so, so there, are, there, there, are, there are qualifying stages to get into that group tournament. And it should be exactly the exactly same. Exactly like that. It should be I mean, exactly the same. You have it in cricket where you have the associate nations keep playing and then you choose the top two who come and play the World Cup. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why can't we follow the same system it in football? It needs to be like that because, quite frankly, I, I watched the England and game and you know England they were, went to sleep in the yeah, second they, half they were in the second they half they just went to sleep the entire England team just said you know what we're going to win this anyway let's just not get injured right because we've got big matches coming up on the weekend for Correct. our clubs let's just not get injured and you know what that is no way to play uh, games that are supposed to, to be an international game of yeah, football there's no way to play it and it's, it's club football, really sad. And see, club football, Rahul, in any case, is, is far more monetarily, you know, lucrative for them. The, the, the sponsors' deals are dependent on club football. So they are going to give club football precedence. So over here, in any case, they, they go with grudge. And, you know, we have always had this fight between managers of the national team and the club team of getting players injured and stuff like that. And this is even worse, where you're playing a team like Malta. And if a Sturridge or a Wayne Rooney, or uh, Wayne Rooney can get injured, I don't really care <laughs> right now. But, you know, like a Sturridge or any other player gets injured, it's a big blow. 
But there's, there's more to it than that. I mean, you know, how much does it cost to go and watch England at Wembley? And for the cost that you have to pay, you know, you're taking your kids to go and watch England again and play at Wembley. And for what? For them to, 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 to beat Malta, who are no better than a pub side. You know, that's not what people pay money to watch in football. And sure. you know what? There is a, there's a lot to be said about supporting your national team and it's great and it's fantastic and I think the World Cup is the greatest sporting spectacle in is. the world. I yeah. think it's greater than Absolutely. the Olympics. I think it's great, all right? But the point is, is that, you know, these qualifiers are getting damn boring because, you know, the bo- they're playing... Poor teams are playing lots and lots of matches which, quite frankly, generally have absolutely no relevance. That is true. So that was about football. Moving on from football, let's move on to Formula 1. And, Rahul, what's the problem with Lewis Hamilton? Is he just a petulant child? Because, I mean, come on. You lost a race. You go out there and come up with a conspiracy theory. Then after the press conference, you try and behave like, oh, I'm doing you a favor by talking to you. I mean, is he just a brat? Yeah, he is. He's just, he's just a brat. He's been a brat for his entire career you know he, he he's massively talented like, i've got to give him that you know you lewis hamilton is is one of you know eight ten people in the world that can do what he does and he and does he's really, one really of britain's well. top sports icons right he's, he's, he's one of britain's but top you know, sports he's stars. a sports icon but he's still not he doesn't have the respect that an andy murray does no he doesn't because he has this personality we judge our sports stars rightly or wrongly we judge them against really really high standards but lewis hamilton is not the cold, calculating, you know, Schumacher-esque um, race car driver. He's not. He's, he's a young man. He came into racing as a young man. Um, you know, he got success very, very quickly. And uh, you know, he gets paid an awful lot of money. And he obviously clearly yeah, likes to enjoy know, it. I mean, looking at cricket, I mean, and you have a Virat Kohli also who's extremely talented. He's also aggressive. He's all of that and whatever. But he's not petulant. I mean... Coming out there and saying, well, oh, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that. that Virat's had his moments as well. He's had his moments. Yes. He's, had his, but, he's had his moments. But coming out there and saying, oh, it's a conspiracy theory and they don't want me to win. I mean, that that, that was, I think, just drawing. The, I mean, that was just. Yeah, I mean, that, was, know, just that, that was an outburst. And I'm pretty sure that Lewis would re- regretted saying it. But my point is, that's the character that he is. That's the way that he's going to be. That's the way that he, he, he does. He, he drives his cars. That's the way that he lives his life. And I quite frankly don't. I mean, I'm happy seeing that, that there are some of that. Obviously, it's disrespectful. He also provides Without some a character. I mean, I, I, I think I would agree with you that, you know, I think tennis tennis needs a Boris Becker or a John McEnroe or 100%. a Jimmy Connors. Tennis Otherwise, is, it becomes... For me, tennis has become boring because boring it doesn't because have those characters. You have the joke of which who at least provides you the humor. Yeah. Lewis... He he provides you that certain the humanness of the sport. Yeah, the certain that certain volcanic quality that yeah. is going to go off any time, and I think that in, in unpredictability adds to the sport. Yeah, I think that I think sports needs the, those kind of people who are slightly unpredictable, who are slightly going to be very much colorful and edgy. Very you know, much. Otherwise, it becomes that very is, boring. That is not to say at all that I condone his outburst. I think his outburst was childish, but you have to take that with with him. That's Lewis Hamilton, so take it or leave it. But he's a champion, you, you can't deny that. Can't deny it. And moving on from Formula One, we come to cricket, which is just becoming boring and boring because everything is just flat pitches. Like Rahul Puri calls them, they're as flat as, you know, roads. And not roads in Bombay, I'd like to point out. No, they're not flat roads. I think roads in Bombay would be the most difficult for any batsman in the world Absolutely. to bat on. Can you imagine batting with the amount of Yeah, with the amount of potholes, I mean, even Rahul Puri would be a world-class spinner. Absolutely. So, we're not going to go down that track. But, you know, Rahul, the South Africa-Australia series was just so boring. 
absolutely. Because it was just runs, runs, runs. Yeah, it's 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 a bigger problem. I, I think it's a bigger issue and, and, and one that, that cricket as a sport need, will need to address. You see, the thing is, right, is that if you get used to playing on flat wickets that do absolutely nothing, then you grow up as a batsman being un- incapable of handling pitches that actually do anything. And the moment you come out with a bowler over the pitch, there's, there's something... You, you, you're, you're over, and, you're and over. I mean, you look at at, at the the Shikhar Dhawans and the Rohit Sharmas, who or are, even even David Warner, absolutely, who or, are or who are know, flat or track the, or the bullies. Finches. Yeah, they are flat, they're flat track, track bullies. bullies. They are guys that score plate loads of runs when the ball when doesn't the ball do nothing. The minute the ball does something, they look like they've never held a bat in their lives, and that is taking a toll on Test cricket because it means that Test cricket is not as competitive as it used to be. Think about it. When was the last really competitive Test one series day. that you saw? Or even a one-day series. You don't see them. They, you don't see you them. Know, I think the problem is because of the T20, T20 game, I mean, you have the drop, drop-in pitches in Australia. So all pitches in Australia now look the same. There, and, is, and, no, and, there is no Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, and, and Adelaide they, anymore. And they play the same. And it's, they play the same. And it's diluting the Australian... Um, the Australian up. way, the way that Australia have grown up playing cricket, it's diluting it. Even England, I mean, even England, um, quite frankly, uh, the pitches don't do as much as, as they used to. And the point that you were making, Rahul, earlier when we were discussing offline, of when was the last time you saw a genuinely fast bowler there are beat a batsman and make him hop? Just, just think of back in the 90s, you know, every major cricketing nation had, had two genuinely good fastballers. Fast Except India, but yeah, okay. But even India had a Srinath. Even we yeah, had a Srinath. We had, we had spinners. I mean, yeah. we had... Today, you don't have them. I mean, except like 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 what you were pointing out, that, you know, you have a Dale Stane who's pretty much at the last leg of his career. And you have a Mitchell Stark who's genuinely quick. And genuinely... And could be genuinely and good. genuinely good. But he's the only one. I mean, he really is else. the only one. There is nobody else running around that I look at and I say, that's a great fastballer. Because they don't exist. And you can't blame them. I mean, who would want to be a fast bowler now? These bats are, you know, they're literally as thick as a wooden table. Everywhere from the top to the bottom is a sweet spot. If you hit it at the top, it goes for four. If you hit it at the bottom, it goes for four. edge, it's a four. Or a six. Or a six. So it's just... I mean, the, the, it's the, just the grounds are smaller. It's just the boring. pitches are flatter. No, the boring. bats are it's bigger. It's just boring. And I think cricket needs to take... Cricket needs to take cognizance of this because, I mean, yes, it's a batsman's game, you know, but there has to be at least a 30% chance given to a bowler to get you out. Right now, there is no chance. Like I said, I mean, I, I think that cricket is a game where it's got to be equally likely on the day that the bowler will get, will knock the batsman over for 100 as it is that the batting team will score 300. If that Suddenly, and, and it is right now more and more obvious every time you watch that the batting team is gonna, the bats first is gonna go out and rack up some massive score. Um, that's just not good for the game. It's just not good for cricket. Well, that makes Rahul and me both sad, and I will go back and be more sad because I'm back in Bombay and I will have to uh, just get used to being back in the city again, Rahul. And uh, next week is going to be a big game. It's United versus Liverpool. I think one of the biggest ones that Liverpool and United have played for a while now. Yeah, it's, it's got some extra spice, I think. Uh, Klopp versus Mourinho. Uh, Liverpool are doing well. United are doing... And whenever Zlatan is there... United are doing <laughs> okay-ish. Um, Liverpool have got their big main stand. United are coming for the first time. 
I think no, I think it's going to set the mark off for more than United. I feel it's going to set the mark off for Liverpool for the season. Absolutely, I, I think you know, Liverpool, that is most important. Liverpool and Liverpool's fans will be looking at making a big statement there to say, you know what, City are beatable. We can we've we've got a point off Tottenham. If we can take United, I think there'll be genuine hope in the Liverpool fans that we can we can be we can be challenging by the end. Absolutely, I think Liverpool deserves some glory after so many years of being a mid-level team. So yes, we'll give you that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Keep so, keep 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 them coming. Summer. So we'll we'll give them that. So yeah, we'll be back next week and we'll have something interesting to talk about. We'll have United versus Liverpool. So till then, if it's a boundary, if it's a goal, if it's a hole in one. We're going to cover it for you. Please write to us on our Twitter handles. I'm Samar Mumbai Khan. I'm at Rahul Puri. So yes, keep the good and the bad and the ugly keep coming at us. Till then, bye-bye, take care and keep watching sports. All News Laundry podcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel